0: You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from Ascully.com, your weekly look at movies, video games, and more, brought to you by your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, Sid Talk. Good afternoon, and happy
1: Halloween. I think I held my breath for that whole 20 seconds.
0: I also did. (laughs) Because I didn't want it going in the microphone.
1: So we do this 20 seconds of silence so that when he starts editing the lovely podcast, uh, he can we use it for whatever room noises. You know, if you're an audio person, you know, if you don't, you don't care. But this time you said and go. And I was like, and then I just sat there and like, this is a long 20 seconds. So if we sound out of breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, 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 let me catch up.
0: We're starting our Halloween. Oh, um, thought
1: you are going to say happy Halloween. Nice.
0: That's what I did say. I like it. And this week, because we're watching a horror movie, and next week we're also watching a horror movie. That'll be our Halloween Fantastic. thing. Yes. We try to do that once a year, but you watch more horror films than me.
1: I haven't watched any this year, so I'm kind of behind the times. Well, One year, I, two or three years, I made a huge effort, and then I haven't, so I'm not sure what's wrong with me.
0: Well, talking of James Wan, you've got all the Saw movies to watch on your... Uh, True. ...think. I should just do it. When I say talking of James Wan, are we
1: talking about James Wan?
0: Maybe we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was part of the before the after the show discussion was James Wan and his movies and his vision and weirdness.
0: All right, so it's Saturday, October the 16th. This is after the show 706. We look at a new movie every week, and this week we're looking at the movie Malignant. It's a 2021 movie. You can stream it now on HBO Max. The Blu-ray is coming in November, it's rated R, and it's from our friends at HBO Max and Warner, who let us watch a copy early, but you can watch it now, when you listen. Go and watch it now, and then come back, because we will spoil this movie. You don't want this spoiled, but we have to talk spoilers to talk about
1: it. Absolutely. So, talk.
0: give us the synopsis of Malignant.
1: A woman. Okay, let me think. How do I sum it up? Like- without ruining it. Well, we're going to ruin it. Well, we're not
0: in the synopsis, we're not.
1: Okay. There's a murderer and a woman who might be associated with it, but it's (laughs) freaky and weird, and uh, that's it. That's great. That's not spoiling anything.
0: (laughs) I'll give you the one that Warner Brothers wrote out that also shouldn't spoil Uh, things. It's going to be
1: super boring compared to mine.
0: It says, Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders. And her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Sounds like a different film. Uh, Yeah. I think that's classic misdirect. They just want to misdirect what this is.
1: Mine was super good.
0: Yeah. But theirs doesn't sound like this movie, does it?
1: There's a woman, there's weirdness, there's murder, and she's involved somehow.
0: Yeah. The only thing about Warner Brothers' synopsis is that it says Madison, but it could be any number of horror movies (laughs) that somebody's visions of murders turn out to be real Mm -hmm. so malignant is the latest film from our friend james Wan. he's our friend
1: i think he's more your friend
0: yeah you know him well he did the conjuring series he did the saw series and he also did the insidious series of movies so he's well versed in horror and this is his new vision of horror it says on the poster so prepare for spoilers Sitar, what did you think of Malignant?
1: I don't think it's a new vision of anything. It's very standard, but done in the a way. The poster
0: says, a new vision of terror.
1: Yeah, I think they're just talking about that reverse weird thing with the face on the back of the head, which wasn't great. We'll get to that. What I think about it, I really enjoyed it. Even though I think it's like kind of super dumb. Not just kind of dumb. It is super dumb. It is a conjoined twin and some evilness going on. Possession or something we don't know for sure and so i just think that's kind of dumb but for some reason because it looks interesting but it's not even trying to look interesting it just is nice photography and it's kind of schlockish like we said in the beginning it's sort of over the top you know I mean, one thing
0: i would say is like in the opening sequence before the title the way it's being acted out to you i was like are these intentionally doing bad acting here or are these actual people who can't really act very well because the lines were being delivered really odd,
1: it felt intentional too. Yeah, me.
0: it definitely felt intentional. I was like, "There's no way somebody, these people could be this bad." Because they're actually looking at the camera to deliver a line sometimes and stuff like that. I was like, "Wow, this is weird." It's like I even said to you, "It's like watching a weird '80s horror movie, one that wasn't one of the mainstream ones, maybe one of the ones that's on the bottom shelf in the VHS store." And that's how it came across, mm-hmm, totally. But I think that was the idea, and this movie is. When you say schlock, <laughs> it is pure schlock. And like something like Dust Dawn, where it keeps its cards close to its chest and then it reveals. It does that. I don't think it's quite as skillful as Dust Dawn, does it? Dust Dawn, spoilers for a movie that's 20 years old. <laughs> Dust Dawn is one movie and then it's another, right? It's Absolutely. A, it's a crime movie. You think you're watching a crime movie. And then you're watching a vampire movie out of the blue. Like you don't even.
1: Nope. I literally remember watching the first time with my friend Richard. We had videotape. We'd worked at his store all day. We took the videotape home. We're watching it. And when she gets up on the table. Yeah. He paused it and we looked at each other and we're like, what the hell? No clue whatsoever.
0: Uh, Why that operates so well is you're watching like this Quentin Tarantino seemingly type movie. And the actual vampire y bit doesn't actually occur until about 70 minutes into the film. So you're comfortable with what type of film it is.
1: How and does this relate to this one?
0: We're a creepy haunted house movie, possibly. That's what it seems like. And now. Oh, I
1: disagree. And now at the
0: end, we're actually a full on gore slash like crazy movie.
1: Yeah, I didn't think of it as a haunted house movie ever, not even for a split second. I thought she was just possessed.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like the conjuring type scenario it even introduces you to the most james Wan house i've ever seen Yes. as soon as the house was on the screen i was like oh here we go this whole movie takes place in this house we've seen james Wan movies before when are the ghosts coming that's what i do was like
1: insidious because it's an insidious house as well
0: yeah it actually is yeah yeah and it's purposely created like that it does take this left turn at the end similar to Dustal dawn and it turns into like Almost Evil Dead, with a bit of the Matrix thrown in.
1: Hmm, I disagree with that.
0: The police station with the trench coat? No, 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 the, no.
1: You're elevating it. <laughs> it is no, not No, I that. don't
0: mean the story of the Matrix. I mean... The, no, like, meant the, even like, the
1: appearance, the visual effects. The gunshots the, and stuff. Yeah, none of that was like the Matrix, no. You're just talking about because... Okay, the deal is this. There's a person in the back of her head, and then she's in the front of her head. The person in the back of her head takes over... So all of her shit's reversed, her arms and her legs, so running backwards but forwards with arms that keep breaking and going forward and backward. It looks real freaky, because like Let me just she say this to you. over it, maybe you're thinking it looked like gun time, but it didn't, or bullet time.
0: I'll say this, whenever she was walking backwards, it didn't operate on a horror level for me, because the only thing in my mind was, Freddy got fingered, I'm the backwards man, I'm walking backwards, I'm the backwards man, that guy. Oh. So I saw Tom Green going backwards all the time, and it would make, it would kind of making me laugh. There was a lot of parts in this movie that made me laugh because it was so ridiculous. It was
1: a little ridiculous, yeah. yes.
0: But, so it didn't always operate on a scary horror level. It operated on a what the F level for me.
1: Because there were some, <laughs> some
0: like, reveals where you were like, what? These reveals, some of the special effects look terrible, but they're supposed to because it's supposed to be, like, schlocky, right? Especially when you see the videotape of them with the creature in the back of her head. Yeah. But that's but supposed to just look like a shitty movie, like a shitty 80s horror movie, right?
1: I don't know. I would hope so, but who knows what their intention was, right? It almost made me laugh. It was so funny, like rubber
0: rubber hands sticking out the back of her head and stuff. Yeah,
1: it looked really bizarre. Yeah. But, but then does the face hugger? Because I think it does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This movie also likes to spell everything out for you. It leaves <laughs> nothing, like, It's almost like they're talking to you saying, hey, and such and such, blah, 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 blah. And there's loads of expedition exposition
1: dumps. Expedition, right on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: When the twist occurs, (laughs) they're all stood there talking to each other and they're just telling you everything all of a sudden. Like, you know, she's done this and that. And then you're like, oh. And then it turns into violence movie, like big time violence movie. True. Which is the part where I say it's like the evil dead because it's like splatter and, People getting the throat slit and it's crazy. And then the very, very end, it turns into what? Like family reunion, weird.
1: Kind of. It's got a lot going on.
0: Yeah. It's hard to explain. (laughs) Yes. But again, like I said with Dust or Dawn, like 70 minutes of the movie is like, it's almost trying to mislead you in a way. I didn't guess that there was something in her head, even though I should have. Now I look back at it. Because her husband at the beginning of the movie bangs her head against the wall, right? Right. Which we clearly see. And then things start getting weird, like really weird. And then many times throughout the movie, it talks about there was somebody else in her past, and also right at the very beginning, it shows these doctors doing this weird operation.
1: Right, but also the whole time we're seeing another creature with this backward shit going on, running around. And yes. that's the
0: part that's the It has mystery. her
1: hair and everything, but it's all fucked up. So then. When you have to, okay, so here's the actual deal. This thing is in her head and it can think and take over her sometimes. She's not aware of it. It gives her the delusion in her head. It's creating a world where she's just sort of mulling around and she's in her house and doing laundry or whatever. But in reality, it has taken over her body and it's going out and murdering people and doing whatever it's doing. We don't get any of that, right? You're just supposed to all of a sudden go, oh, that's what's happening, right? Right. In her head. But then it's really her. True. So is it really in her head? Oh.
0: And also the movie's called Malignant. Even the opening credits give you a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit disappointed with myself when <laughs> the shit started to hit the fan and they were explaining it. I was like, oh, why didn't I even see any of that? Because like now, oh God, it's so obvious. It is. <laughs> so I, I'm disappointed with my level of intelligence during this movie.
1: But then are you? Because it's not like they it doesn't make any sense. So you shouldn't give yourself too much of a hard time because (laughs) it doesn't, it makes no sense. Now, I'm not saying we're supposed to make sense of this movie. Don't get me wrong. I realize it's still pure fantasy, but it doesn't even make sense that part of the time it's just her out murdering people, her physical self and climbing up shit and crawling off things and getting shot at and falling off of buildings and twisting her body all around. But then she's fine. Yes. And she has no idea that she's doing any of that. But we've seen her arms break back and forth. It just, none of, it's just all for effect, right? Which I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing that it makes no sense. I kind of dig it for some weird reason. But it makes no sense. Like, at all. It feels like... It's like a 17-year-old, no offense to 17-year-olds, wanted to write a horror movie with a bunch of weird shit stuck in it. And this is kind of how it came out. No offense, James. I know you're his friend, but, you know.
0: Yeah, we're talking about like a major studio picture. It's a Warner Brothers big budget horror movie that feels like some weird, like experimental, like Blair Witch project. Something where you're like, wow, they they actually let him go with that? Because that is the finale, the police station, let's say. Mm -hmm. While it's fun to watch an action packed. It's quite silly,
1: and it, it
0: you're almost like,
1: what? what? It's really bad special effects. I felt so bad for whoever did the face. It's I was, funny almost. Yeah, I was literally like, uh, I'm really embarrassed for you. I'm really sorry. If somebody who ever did that face watches that movie, they have to be like, oh, like super cringe, right? Because it looked so bad. I mean, it's kind of gross. Because what they've done is they've rotoscoped or whatever you call it, right? Her actual face on the back of her head or on the back of the stunt person's head, whoever is doing all the fighting. So like in this big scene, this she as the malignant tumor guy or not, sorry, not malignant, not malignant man, whatever he is. Yeah. Gabriel, she's fighting all these cops. So she's all weird and backwards and crookedy and shit. But they've whatever that's called where they put the fake face over uh, somebody else's head. Right. Face replacement. Face replacement. But they put it on the back of the head. Of the stunt person. but And it literally looked like a cardboard cutout. Well, I was I thought, like, what?
0: I thought sometimes it wasn't even a face replacement. It was literally like... Um, a cardboard cutout. Either a mask or like a dummy mask. Like, yeah. Or like just her in a shot facing the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it looked so bad. I actually was like, okay, so we've gone past the point of, oh my God, that's hilariously bad. To, wow, did they just give up?
0: no i think right from the beginning of the movie like i said earlier where it go where you think wow this acting's a little bit off maybe that that's why they went with that kind of style all the way through i don't
1: feel like it was intentional
0: no i think it's totally i feel like
1: not that part though not the face part i think they thought that is this new vision of terror like that whole thing where the person is sort of reverse and weird you've never quite seen that before no but then they should have done it better the
0: part in the jail cell was pretty cool because like, I was completely like, off balance because I was like, oh, what is this? This is another thing. This is not <laughs> what this movie seemed to be. And now it's like a crazy action thing. And then I was like, well, she'll kill all the people in the cell and get out, right? And that's it. But then you've got this epic thing in the police station, which is her spinning around, jumping off things. She seems like she's got superpowers. And
1: it would be super cool if it looked great, but it doesn't. But if you like
0: a, you know, gore and people's arms being snapped, you know, my favorite thing about that whole uh, fight in the in the police station was—dare I ask—where she just tossed that chair. Oh yeah, like Shit. right across the room, like really far, and I like hit that. them perfectly. <laughs>
1: I liked that because it reminded me of Transporter throwing the woman. I don't know why, but yeah. it reminded me of that. It
0: actually made me laugh again. So that was where I was like, oh, this is, I'm laughing at a few of these things. This is operating on evil dead territory where it's so disgusting, but you can't help laugh, right? Because it is kind of off and yeah. odd. When you watch Ash versus the Evil Dead,
1: that one... Do you remember the one in <laughs> yes. the mortuary? Yes.
0: Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. It's like the three stooges, but gory, right? Super that's, gore. That's what it is.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's not that, because it's not going that far, and it's not doing it that where you you don't want to watch, but you can't help it. This one is just like, okay, it looks like crap, but I'm into this movie, so I'm going along with it.
0: Yeah, from where this movie starts to where it ends, it really does like go off in tangents and you also have to go sometimes you have to look at the characters and what they're saying and what they're doing and go this is not how anybody would act (laughs) no (laughs) you know this cop like even you said oh why is this cop going on his own to investigate this thing and then he's like chasing through the the underground and he's like shooting his gun wildly and never hitting anything yeah. It's like he was never trained or something. Okay, we
1: need to research if that part of this movie is true. If that movie tricked me into thinking that Seattle has a whole city buried beneath it.
0: Well, let me tell you, because it's in the uh, trivia on IMDb.
1: Okay. I think you may-
0: maybe you just read it.
1: I didn't. I didn't read that all of the trivia.
0: Now. It says, the Seattle Underground is a real tour that is open to the public in Seattle.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah. What we're talking about is the opens. And that, that was so wasted because it was super cool, right? Is that this lady given a tour under the city of Seattle saying that when there was a big fire that when they rebuilt the city, they just bare, they sort of built on top of what was there before. So there are actual storefronts and streets down under a layer of the city and that's all like old and shit, you know, from the eighteen hundreds, was it or something? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that would be super cool. Please be real. So now I'm I'm glad that it is. It's
0: real and there definitely should be a movie about it, because it was the first I knew.
1: Yeah. Well, and it would it.
0: be a cool movie to, or a documentary even, to look at that.
1: Or just go there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the uh, malignant story? or the?
1: I mean, it's like the, my enjoyment of it overall isn't met with a lot of quality other than photography. I don't know, something about the way it's paced and the story, how they're telling the story. So... Here's me. I can like a movie, even if I think the story is dump, as you like to say, or if it's kind of like, oh, God, you know, I can still enjoy it. I don't know why, but I did.
0: Well, it's definitely a schlocky <laughs> VHS B movie masquerading as a big 2021 Hollywood <laughs> movie. And if it was made in the cheap way, it would probably work as well, wouldn't it? Maybe even better because it, you wouldn't. Be like, why doesn't this look very good?
1: <laughs> they have no expectations.
0: Why aren't these special effects great? Because they did go, well, in this, they went for, like, dodgy-looking special effects. Maybe on purpose, maybe not, I don't know. Who knows when people are making movies whether they look at it and go, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, I feel like Peter Jackson has really super low standards, and that's why a lot of shit doesn't look great in those movies. That uh... he will look at a thing and be like, absolutely, and you're like, uh, Not
0: not agreeing with that. I mean, Peter Jackson's made made King Kong.
1: Yeah. It looked great.
0: didn't always look great. Well, I
1: disagree. You're blinded by love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He made Bad Taste. It looked great. It did not. See, Bad Taste is the kind of movie. It's a schlocky bee thing, isn't it? Super schlock. That cost
1: $3. Maybe no one knows what we mean by schlock. I'm not 100% sure I do either. It just seems, maybe it's, is it derogatory? Are we saying something bad? It's It's
0: like, it's like it's...
1: Crap. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kinda of cruddy, but like you can all you can also
0: have fun watching. Low
1: it. quality, yeah. slapsticky schlock.
0: Yeah. And bad taste, if you go and seek that one out. It's Peter Jackson's first ever movie. It looked like it cost three dollars and he made it in a weekend. He, he made didn't.
1: it in several weekends, just like The Evil Dead.
0: Yeah. But it's awesome because it's so bizarre and weird. I mean, it was just made that way. But then I don't know, Peter Jackson maybe has got this mastered because later on in his career, when he got more money, he went and made Braindead, slash, what do you call it? Dead Alive. Dead Alive. I mean, I don't call it that, that's what it's called. And that was, it had the kind of spirit of bad taste, like a cheap, but it was actually a big, like, expensive movie. But it was in the spirit of... I I bet
1: a lot of people don't even know that Peter Jackson has made those movies. You know
0: what, you should go, well, maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) No, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you might have no interest in bad taste. True. But, I mean, I watched those movies when they came out. That's how old I am.
1: Old. Yeah, super old.
0: So the people in this movie, Annabelle Wallace plays Madison Mitchell. Now, I found her, when she didn't have the thing on the back of her head, when she was just being Madison Mitchell, I found, like, she was credible a lot of the time, like, she wasn't doing schlocky acting.
1: No, I agree.
0: Also, a sister, Maddie Hassan, who plays Sydney Lake, she was also quite good, but then there was other people who I was like, wow, these are just caricatures or something.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: And I would mention, um, what did you think? George Young, who plays the young oh, detective. Oh, I liked him.
1: He was really good.
0: Yeah, but then the lady who played his partner, Regina Moss. Um, I mean, Nic- she's
1: like a comedian cop Well, a Nicole bit.
0: Brianna White plays this Regina Moss character. But yeah, it's the character that is in these kind of movies that has to say, this is all bullshit. Why, why are you all Going along with this,
1: yeah. Like, are you crazy? We're not getting a psychic to solve a murder mystery kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, she was fine though. I like her. I'd like to see her as like a whole character.
0: Yeah, there's if you know what I'm saying. Also, I did spot in this movie, and I don't know why I spotted her. You didn't. James Wan's wife plays. You told me. She plays CST Winnie. Not only is James Wan's wife in this movie as a character, she also. Co wrote this movie with him. So, nice. there you go. So, directed by James Wan, talking of that guy again, Conjuring, Insidious, Saw. What did you think? Could you tell
1: this is a James Wan film? Hmm, me, no. I mean, uh, to me, it could have been anyone. Obviously, I've seen James Wan movies and I get the vibe, but that also was easily copied, I think. Yeah. You know, a grungy house and an effed up story. I just think that it doesn't feel very specific anymore.
0: There's one shot in this movie that was fantastic, and then it seemed really expensive, and then they never used it again. <laughs> you know what that? I'm talking about? Mm-mm. When it goes through the house at the beginning and the camera's really oh, high Oh, that was up,
1: really good. I love that. Yeah,
0: it was amazing. It was like, I'm like,
1: oh, is this... Okay, this is going to be a thing, but then it wasn't.
0: It's a thing he's done before in the Conjuring movies, but not quite as good as this. This was done really well, and I was like, wow, this whole house is a studio that's set up so he can do crazy stuff with the camera like have it sort of drift through a room and then well it's like looking at the sims from above yes the video game and i was like wow that's cool and then he used the shot once and then never again i was like wow that i mean i
1: to be honest i did forget about it until you just mentioned it. expensive shot
0: though that kind of thing you have to think about how you build your set
1: or it could have been all cgi
0: but that was the thing where i was like james wan movie because he loves doing that you know?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't think of it that way.
0: IMDB reviews from Malignant. Yeah? yeah? You
1: asking me? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not reading it. It's just your deal. You love one-star reviews because they're ridiculous. And so that means if you did like the movie, which I think you did enjoy this one, and people write one-star reviews about them, you're just like, idiot. But if you didn't like the movie and they write a one-star review, you're like, yeah, genius.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I forgot James Wan also directed Aquaman, but that was like him. Did he? Yeah. Holy crap. That was him like working for Warner Brothers making one of their big movies. Okay, okay. Anyway, this guy, he gives this movie a one out of ten, and he says, after finding success with Aquaman, this guy thinks that James Wan found success with Aquaman (laughs) first off. (laughs) James Wan went back to horror with the Malignant movie, which will soon leave theatres and be on HBO. Skip this movie and watch a new one.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know what that was. That's not
1: really a review.
0: All right, this one maybe is then. James Wan almost always made movies that I like. This new movie is the worst film ever made. It sucks
1: so much ass. Oh, my. (laughs) So much. Yeah. (laughs) Not just like some but so much this guy says
0: oh girl i only managed to watch 35 minutes then i had to stop the acting was unbearable well
1: well you, you didn't w- think about it
0: yeah criticizer all right this guy says and i actually agree with this part because my mind was operating on this level at this point he says it was so campy in the beginning scenes before the credits that I thought it was going to zoom out and they were watching a movie inside a movie. (laughs) Well, that would have been fun. But it turns out that this was the movie. And I agree with that. I thought they were doing a... like a spoof or something at the beginning. Mm. I I thought we were going to come out and then the directors like, cut. And then all these, you know, shitty actors wandered off. Mm. And it wasn't that. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's where we're going. So I agree with that guy, weirdly. And finally... This guy says, I was quite intrigued with this movie, but it was super predictable. You'll figure everything out from the very beginning. And the special effects are very poor considering it's 2021. Don't waste your time.
1: Don't waste your time. There's the time-wasting comment. Yes. A waste of my time. I've got so little time and you're wasting it. I chose to watch this movie and you wasted my time.
0: All right, there's no extras because we watched the streaming version. There will be when the Blu-ray comes out in November. And we're going to give this movie a score. And I'm going to give it a solid 7 out of ten.
1: Seven Seems a bit high. I'm going to give it a 6.3. Because it's good. I like watching it, but it's not good.
0: Yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm giving it like a 7 in the... I can see what he was doing and he did it.
1: Right, but that's not... You can't grade it on what it's supposed to be.
0: And it's pretty... I'm actually surprised that that kind of movie came out of him. Because it's not really like what he does.
1: It's not a lot of high pressure, though, is it? Which is good. He could just do it and yeah. hopefully, you know, a few people watch it. And yeah. We're not really selling it very good, but I think we both really enjoy it. I this.
0: think if you're a horror person, you'll either come away going, oh, what the fuck, that's idiotic, or oh my God, I love that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Oh, it's right there in that spot. Thank you to HBO and Warner for letting us watch that. Next week, we're doing another horror movie. The brand new Halloween Kills. The right sequel to the other Halloween movie. More just...
1: horror. More horror.
0: So movie recommendations. I am going on the horror tip. There's a movie called Basket Case. There was also a sequel to Basket Case uh, back in the 80s. Do you remember it?
1: No, you told me about Basket Case. I've never heard of it.
0: Yeah, it's a Siamese conjoined twin horror movie.
1: Okay. It's
0: very cheap. And it is in that schlocky region of movies. The man in question in this movie lives in this like grungy New York apartment and he's got a little basket on his table and it's revealed that the basket is his brother who was cut off him when he was a child. But he's just like a blob in a basket. It's like the evil side of him and he has to. He kind of has to do what it says. And it, it wants him to go murder and stuff. Okay. And it, it's about how he's trying to like deal with it like i don't want to do what it's saying but i kind of have to it's kind of a cool movie but it is very very low budget
1: i mean it doesn't sound cool
0: (laughs) i mean it's cool in a horror
1: yeah like ew
0: and there's a sequel also basket case 2 there might even be a third one it's along the lines of quality wise as reanimator reanimator okay
1: got it yeah
0: so and the other one is american werewolf in london which i will always recommend to you along with the exorcist as one of the best horror movies ever made i would say american werewolf is one of the best horror comedies ever made yeah
1: a lot oh yeah i guess you could say it's in the class of um of the dead
0: yeah absolutely before Shaun of the dead was a twinkle in its (laughs) dead eyes all right, what's your...
1: My Recommendations Is that what you're asking me about?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For For 2021, I'm just going back to the 80s. Back to the future. Back to the past. Whatever. Going down the list of movies I have recorded that I have seen. This is not in any way promoting their quality or that I even remember most of them, but I know that I've seen them. The first one... It's controversial because I actually like it. I might not have liked it at the time, but I like it now. It's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I know. I know. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell because it's not, well, you just got to watch it and then you'll know what I'm saying. And my other one isn't a movie. It is a television show series. Is it horror? It is not. It is called New Heart. And it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It probably had a Halloween episode here and there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Every year they all did, didn't they?
0: All right, so a Scully stuff. I'm going off the game I played this week. I got a code sent to me to review. It's a game called The Good Life. And you asked me yesterday when I was playing it, can you explain this game? Mm. Didn't you? And I, then I said, I've done the A-CAN.
1: Yeah, you didn't.
0: And I can't. You just said, it's cute. Well, <laughs> I'll try and explain it now. There's a guy called a Japanese director of video games called Sweary. And he also did a game called Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition is, you know, like trauma movies are like really bad movies, but there's, they've got like a big love fan base for them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger and stuff. They're terrible movies, but they have like a following. Well, this guy Swery also has a following for making terrible... I don't know if he, th- he is making terrible games on purpose or the games just turn out to be subpar. But he's, all, he's got a following for that, because there's a certain charm to it. Anyway, this is his newest game, called The Good Life. And what it is, and it's very weird, because he is a Japanese developer, but this game's based in England. And you're this lady, and she's an American journalist, who moves into this, it's similar to the place from American Wealth in London, like a small town place, countryside. She moves there, been sent there basically by the newspaper that she works for to like get stories about like English life. So she goes there and it's just this boring kind of countryside town. There's people there that she meets. Seems normal. (laughs) Kind of like this movie we just watched.
1: Sounds a little like this description, a little bit boring. But I'm, I'm hanging in there with you.
0: Seems normal. But then she goes out one night, you know, the night when the full moon is out. And she meets the lady in the square and the lady says, oh, you shouldn't be out on the full moon night for undisclosed reasons. Okay. And she goes, oh, okay. I'll go back home. And as she's walking back at home, she's like, nobody's telling me not to be out on full moon night, whatever. I'm going back in town. I'm going to look. She goes into the town and all the people have gone and all the people have been replaced by cats or dogs. Oh. So the pe- in the full moon, people turn into either a cat or a dog okay and then she's like oh this would make a great story to send back to america for the newspaper so then you have to go around the town uncovering this mystery but while you're uncovering this mystery you can also turn into a cat not
1: randomly whenever you want just so you know this doesn't sound appealing it's quite fun and <laughs> it really sounds super it's an boring. rpg like
0: a, laid out like an rpg but it's also a bit like the sims and it's
1: also a bit Do not light. disparage The Sims.
0: This is why I couldn't explain it because it's got a lot of different gameplay kind of hooks into it. One, it's got a full on gardening simulator. You can design the garden, plant all the stuff, grow all the stuff, eat it, right? Mm-hmm. It's also got all the bars on, on your person. You've got stress level, hunger, you need to pee and stuff. <laughs> you know, all that, like The Sims. Got it. So you have to do daily, you know, you have to get up, you have to brush your teeth, you have to do all the things. And then you have go off and do the missions and stuff, but like you might get hungry, you have to stop in a pub and eat to make sure that thing meet us up. So it's like managing, like life simulation, managing this lady so she doesn't die.
1: Uh, just use the cheats like I do in The sim.
0: Now, the guy, Swery, who makes these games, The Good Life, Deadly Premonition, he's really into, like the Deadly Premonition had a lot of Twin Peaks references in it. Mm. And he even mentioned Twin Peaks the detectives in the thing like talked about Twin Peaks a lot to each other and in this one it seems to have also that kind of a cuz this small town with a weird thing going on i think he's kind of obsessed with that idea mm. the bad side of it is the graphics are not good it has lots of glitches and on the ps5 which is where i'm playing it it glitches really badly like sometimes you're walking And the whole of the environment you're looking at just disappears for about three seconds and then comes back. Like it's flashing fairy lights. It's obviously a bug. And I was like, is it just me? But I went and read and there's lots of people who played it on the PS4 and the PS5 and it does that. So hopefully that gets patched. But there's also um, a scenario where I got stuck under the ground. So it's not fully polished, which is also very similar to his last game, Deadly Premonition, which was also really Kind of janky. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's like this movie. It's supposed (laughs) to be janky. You know? The game's called The Good Life. It's available on PS4. You can play it on PS5. It's on Nintendo Switch. God knows what it'd be like on Nintendo Switch.
1: Because?
0: Because Nintendo Switch is really not very powerful. Mm. And this thing on a PS5 chugs along. So, God knows. Unless they made it for the Switch and it runs fine on that, but then on everything else it's kind of janky. So that's The Good Life. And uh, I would... It's hard to recommend because it's $40. Yeah.
1: You know? And it doesn't sound great.
0: So. So it's called The Good Life. You can get it on every platform, I think, including PC on Steam. And it's available now. What's for dinner?
1: Well, we've decided... Jimmy John's. Nice. That's it. Just plain old Jimmy John's. Because it's easy and quick and they'll bring it to my door. And that's the truth. And what's my advice, you ask? Yes, yes. My advice isn't advice, it's just a question. I observe in people this thing, they will literally hate someone or criticize someone, and I don't mean criticize like me saying to you, you're snotty because you are being snotty, but I mean someone of a different religion or someone because they're vegetarian or they have a tattoo or whatever. This vitriolic, hateful, venomous, terrible I don't even know how to describe it. It's just this, and I'm like, I just wonder where, what is that? I understand that if I'm out in the woods or the jungle or the desert and I come across a creature that looks dangerous and seems very imposing and a normal amount of fear and stay away from that thing makes sense, right? Because I'm human. I'm a creature in the world. I can use my natural instincts to be like, whoa, 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 (laughs) you've got big teeth, you're growling at me, you look like you could eat me and attack me, I'm going to back away now. And then in the future, build whatever little thing I'm building to keep myself safe away from that different, weird, crazy, dangerous thing. Now in the future, I might come across that creature and find out I'm totally wrong, right? But in people, if you see someone with a tattoo, or you see someone with messy hair, or you see someone with... Clothes that don't match what your standard of clothing is. Or you hear someone saying who they voted for for president. Or that they do or don't go to a church or any church at all. And you instantly have this like, ugh, ugh. It's almost like I watch people, their guts and their stomach and everything inside of them just wrenches up. Like they're reacting to that creature out in nature that is so different and scary that they have to put on this like fight or flight response. And now they just fucking hate them. You've just, re- you've just bundled yourself up. You've got a tattoo and your clothes are kind of sloppy. Ooh, you're a loser. I hate you. And I'm going to make fun of you and put you down. And with my friends, I'm going to elbow my friend and be like, look at that fucking loser. Wah. You know, this hate, and then they, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you pat yourselves on the back because you're just so clever that you hate someone based on nothing. This is what I do not understand, right? Now, we all do it. I do it. So I'm not throwing stones outside of me. I'm saying I try to look at more signals of a person's character. But I mean, in a passing moment, that's very difficult to do, right? I try not to do that. And then when I'm the person who has the thing that's a little bit outside of this, like there's a group and then there's me and I'm the one that's the vegetarian, it's a thing. It's a thing that either people are curious or they're snotty or they're hateful or they're dismissive or they're like, oh... Oh, you're one of those. I don't even understand that. Like, I try to comprehend. How could that even be a thing? That now you've decided something about me. And it's negative. Not just like, oh, she's a vegetarian. You don't have to be excited about it. It's not going to rub off on you. <laughs> right? Me having a tattoo now, which I've never had a problem with tattoo people because I like art. And so if you can carry art around with you, I'm on board, right? I mean, board, what right?
0: problem could you have? Because every it person... Make- Every person who has a tattoo is a
1: different person. Every person who is everything is a different person. That's what I'm saying. If you're a person who harms people or you overtly harm people or try to harm your society or whatever it is, and I've determined like, okay, that, (laughs) that is something, I don't even know if I can hate you as a person because I don't know you, but I can completely and totally despise what you're doing to the world and to other people. And I might even... Okay, somebody said, look, we're taking this person out because look how much damage they're doing to the whole world or to individuals. We're going to lock this person up. I don't care. That's fine. That's my level, I guess, of is a person, middle-aged, round woman, walking around with a tattoo who's vegetarian, wears weird clothes, has messy hair as I do. I don't wear a lot of makeup. I don't believe in any gods. I don't believe in any political system specifically. It's like I'm always, <laughs> I'm always. If if conversations begin... I never have the group of people I join in with their hatred of other people. Because I've been in conversations where the hatred is about, or the hatred, or maybe hatred is a strong word, but like this venom about Amish people or Mennonites or Catholics or atheists. And it's prevalent. It isn't just like, oh yeah, well, I'm not that. And so, you know, it goes on for hours, the jokes and the barbs and the the hate, I keep saying hate, but I mean, it's like it fills up some this whole space, and it could it could be anything. I just want someone to explain it to me. I can understand it on my level, like where I do it on my with bits and pieces. So if I was talking to you face to face, I go, oh yeah, that's what I do that. I do that, and then I'd want to correct that, right? I don't want to do that. So if anyone wants to explain to me these superficial things and don't don't bullshit me and say well you know in nature if something's different it could be dangerous so we have to separate ourselves no 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 I'm over that you heard the first part of my little explanation I get it that's not it that's not this (laughs) (laughs) that is not this so that is it that is not advice that is just me trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out the world you know so I can fix everything and so that's on the list
0: All right, so acecully.com is the place you can get this podcast. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're also on all of the podcast platforms, including anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, Spotify, where else to talk? Um, mm, I don't know. iHeartRadio.
1: iHeartRadio. I would never think of that.
0: We're also on Amazon.
1: I am not your social media whatever. Sorry.
0: Well. You can also email feedback to me, ascully askly to at ascully.com. I nice. don't know what that first one was. <laughs> and you can also don't email Sid Talks she hates you all.
1: I don't. I don't! That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really, really don't.
0: Stay classy, James Wan. I'm not saying this was actually classy, but it was definitely ballsy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say, think for yourselves if you don't, somebody I'll do it for you